0: Welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes. Today, my guest is Mallory. She lives in North Carolina and I absolutely love her TikTok content and I love her TikTok live. She's just very, you know, outgoing. She speaks her mind and she just has fun with it. And I know you guys are going to absolutely love this. As I always say, I, I don't think that there's an episode that I have that you guys won't love. And if you don't love it, you know, let me know I loved it, so I don't see why you guys wouldn't love it, but anyway, you know, without further ado, let's get to Mallory, this week on TikToking, with me, Kevin Hughes, enjoy.
1: TikTokin',
0: TikTokin', where creators come to play, TikTokin', a TikTokin'. find out what they have to say tick talking a tick-tocking, fascinating interview. Tick-tocking, a tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. Mallory, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited. This is my first podcast.
0: So. Oh, that's awesome. That's super exciting. I always love first-timers on the show because... You know, it feels like every time I get somebody that's done a hundred podcasts, they're kind of, they've already got like this script built up in their head. So I feel like it's more scripted than just like a free conversation. So I actually like first time podcasters. So welcome to the podcast world.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so where are you from and uh, did you grow up there or?
1: Yeah. So I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, okay. sunny, hot, dry heat, Phoenix, Arizona,
0: Okay, and you and that's where you are currently as well?
1: No, so I've kind of moved around a lot in my lifetime. Um, I knew for a fact I wasn't going to settle in Arizona. So I have also lived in Orlando and Pensacola, Florida, San Diego, and now I'm currently in Wilmington, North Carolina.
0: Oh, okay. And what do you do for work?
1: So... I used to bartend and that was actually a lot of like my live content videos was about bartending and my Mm -hmm. stories of bartending. But I recently took a step back because I wanted to focus a lot more on my career. I've been a full-time makeup artist for like basically 10 years now. Um, And I was liking it, but I was losing the joy of doing it. So now I basically just create content for social media, whether it be for myself or companies like a brand manager almost, but I still do makeup on the side.
0: Oh, that's cool. That, that's actually sounds really interesting. We might have to talk more about that actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So we were kind of talking a little bit and I mean, one of your big subjects that you talk about on TikTok is how you got married so young and, you know, people are always interested in that. Can you tell us a little bit about that story?
1: Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, like any 18 year old, I basically knew everything. Sure. <laughs> And I was dating my high school sweetheart. He was going into the Navy and it just seemed smart at the time in my mind to get married uh, with him going into boot camp and whatnot. We got married at 20 and I actually turned 21 on the honeymoon. But as any like early on marriage, either you work or you don't work and basically not to get into the nitty gritty, but it was just not gonna work. And I decided that I wanted to spend the rest of my life happy and not miserable and fighting this person constantly. And, um, I just knew like, I've seen very positive relationships in my lifetime. And I was like, damn, I want something like that. And I just knew that the two of us, no one tells you that when you're 18, you're going to have a huge cognitive change from the time you hit 23. So we were both just a complete 180 after everything.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I got married pretty young myself. It was, I was 24, which I felt that was pretty young still, you know, and, uh, and that lasted about six years and and then we went our separate ways. But I, I feel you. like I, I felt like we should have waited longer. And the reason we got married young was we had our first child. So you know we felt that was the right thing to do. And I mean, we it was for the sake of the child, but at the same time, I think mentally, you're just not mature enough. Yes, you're considered an, a quote unquote adult. I agree with you. Yeah.
1: I'm 26 and I think I've barely just hit the peak of my maturity. Yeah. Like I think once I hit 27, like that's it. That's all I'm like, I always joke and I say like mentally I have the maturity of a 45 year old now, like mentally.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and for, and women typically mature quicker than guys. And I'm okay admitting that. I mean, I, I'm still immature in so many ways and, and that's okay. I, I live my life kind of like a kid, you know what I mean? But Um, When it comes down to that kind of stuff, I definitely feel because of my past experiences that I'm on a more mature level than what I was, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel like I noticed I hit my peak maturity when like every one of my friends and I have a friend group that has an array of age ranges. Um, I've had like 45 year olds ask me relationship advice and that's when I was like, okay, okay. Clearly, I've learned from past mistakes and I have a lot more knowledge to offer now to other people. Um, so that's pretty exciting. And that's something that I talk about a lot on my TikTok and I don't like hide it. I don't hide the fact that I've been divorced, but I also think if it weren't for my divorce, I definitely would not be the like funny, very like out, not outspoken, but very like unapologetically me type person that people see me as on TikTok.
0: Right. Yeah, and do you have children or no?
1: No. So I, I always thought I wanted kids. And then after my divorce, I was like, probably not for me. Um, if it happens like five, 10 years down the road, great. But I have no problem admitting the fact that I'm pretty selfish and I want to travel and I have a lot of me things that I want to do before I introduce a kid into my life.
0: Yeah. That, that makes complete sense. You know, I, I don't, I don't regret any of my kids. They're my life, but I definitely love going and enjoying some time alone with my wife now and and traveling and and just having fun because I've known of so many people that, you know, oh, we're going to retire and then we'll do all the traveling and then it'll be our time. But I've seen so many...
1: that never happens for people either. They say that and then they retire and then they don't end up doing it. So...
0: Right. Or... And I don't know why this is such a common trend nowadays, but as soon as someone retires, I feel, I feel like a couple of years into retirement, they get sick and then they end up either passing away or unable to travel because of their sickness. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to be like that. You know, I'm, I'm all about living in the now. So that's how we try to live our life, you know, and, and, and that's us, but that's, I, I completely understand why you want to go the route you're going.
1: Yeah, it's funny. When I started, I started seeing a therapist after my divorce. Um, For the first time in my life, I was experiencing, like, anxiety and depression. Um, But I was talking to my therapist, and she told me something that, like, is very true. And everyone in my family has also told me. But she's like, Mallory, you just got to learn to go with the flow. You have a problem with that. Like, you just want to control everything. So the past few years, I've been, like, trying to let go of... Needing to control every situation, and it's been a lot better for me. So,
0: right. And then another thing for me, anyway. I've got you're you're twenty six. You said
1: yeah, I'm six. Okay,
0: okay. So I'm thirty seven. So I've got eleven years on you. <laughs> but um, I've noticed. I mean, the decline in energy, and and like I, I have energy, but like I'm definitely not who I was at twenty six. You know, I could be up all night hanging out with friends, partying, doing whatever, and.
1: At twenty six, I don't even do that now. I have no energy now.
0: <laughs> well, I'm yeah, but I'm just comparing to like what yeah. I am now. Now I'm like, shit, guys, it's nine o'clock. Like I gotta get home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that is but me and
1: my boyfriend now, like, <laughs> eh, it's nine thirty. We should be in yeah. bed now.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so like, and that and that is the point I'm trying to make is when I travel, we are constantly on the go, mm-hmm. and I feel like if I get older or too old, I may not have that energy to want to. Go out and explore as much as I possibly can. So, yeah, I I, I definitely am i am in the now, and we want to do as much as we can while we can. You know.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And like, uh, for example, I don't even think we'll settle here in Wilmington. Like, I like it, but it's just not. It's a little bit too small from what I'm used to. Um, we've talked about Texas, but like, I'm just not ready to settle here yet. Um, You know, most people, when they think about having kids, they're like, "Okay, this is going to be my forever home. I know for a fact, Wilmington will not be my forever home. The driving alone in this city has taken like years off my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. And and I'm sorry, I've already spaced it. I'm really bad. But Wilmington, North Carolina.
1: Yes. Wilmington, North Carolina.
0: Oh, my sister actually lives there.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. She moved out there. It's a beautiful town, but, like, it's a little bit too small for me being a makeup artist. Um, I used to do makeup in San Diego, and I used to, like, Mm -hmm. travel up to L.A. and do makeup in L.A. as well. And then San Diego and Phoenix are five hours from each other, and Phoenix was where my family was. So Mm -hmm. I would do makeup in Phoenix as well. Um, Whereas moving here, I'm a new face. I'm a new name. No one here knows me. There is some film industry, like, booming here, but no one knows who I am. So it makes it really hard for work. But, yeah, the driving in this town has... um, definitely taking years off my life. I'm not used to like the slow pace driving or kind of like almost getting T-boned while someone flips a U.E. into my car. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. My sister, uh, she, so she's a hairstylist and, uh, she actually told me that same exact thing. The struggle from moving from Colorado and, and establishing a huge clientele here to moving out there and basically starting all over it was really hard but her husband's uh in the marines so he he goes um he's on he's stationed out in there out there at that marine base and
1: uh i think it's like is that not lejeune right there it's close maybe not could be i I don't know anything i know navy my ex and my boyfriend were navy so
0: okay yeah he actually started in the navy and then um eventually just decided that navy wasn't for him anymore so he joined the marines so okay. yeah okay so let's kind of get on to your tiktok now we you kind of went over a little bit what you like to discuss but what what brought you to tiktok like what made you get on that that specific platform
1: covid i mean <laughs> and the short of it i had downloaded tiktok like the christmas before covid hit and i think i posted my first video of my dog And I just was posting it to, like, see how it worked. I had no clue. And still to this day, I'm very boomer-esque about how I work with TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing. But basically, um, my brother wanted to film. There's a video, like, very, very, like, low in my, um, like, added videos. And it's my brother and I, like, filming one of the dances. And then we did, like, a stepbrother skit. And I thought, oh, this is kind of fun. And, you know, everyone was learning things from TikTok. But unlike most people that had like a niche or most people who like um were trying to like teach you things like I was just kind of like having fun with it like I would post like videos on TikTok all the time like there was one and I deleted it because I wanted to redo it and make it funnier it was like me wearing like a hat with like false eyelashes on and like heavy heavy makeup it was like Mm -hmm. a bro and it's like hey what why you gotta wear like the false lashes and everything and like it's just like dudes like yeah so I don't take it very seriously at all apparently a lot of people do but like I definitely don't also like people will be like add me as a mod when I'm on live and I'm like I have no idea what that is like Right. Yeah. Like, I remember when my first uh, video, one of my first videos that went viral was like a bartending TikTok. And that didn't get like a million views. But I have a few uh, videos that went over a million or over 2 million. And I remember like, it was exciting. But I told my boyfriend, I was like, I don't want like, a bunch of people like knowing who I am. Like, I don't have to, you know, deal with a scandal or like have to like, oh, I'm doing this with my dog and, like, why am I... Like, I didn't want to have to explain myself. So I told my boyfriend, I was like, I like having, like, I have 12,000-ish followers right now. I like that. But, like, mm-hmm. anytime a video of mine starts to go viral, it's exciting, but in the back of my mind, I'm also like, <sighs> what book did I open? Like, what did I just, right. you know... Because it one video yeah. changes everyone's feeds. Like, think about that girl, Emily Mariko, the one that does, like, the salmon and rice. Like, mm-hmm. one video that she'd been doing it for a while too and she was like had like a few hundred thousand followers, but that one video completely changed her entire account and probably the rest of her life.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've seen so many TikTokers that uh have when I when I first started watching them, you know, they brought a certain uh I guess personality that I enjoyed and they were, you know, a thousand, two thousand followers and now a lot of them I see them on commercials now, and they're in the millions of followers. They're verified, you know that whole gig, and and it just it's completely changed their life, and and I think that's so cool. I mean, if that's what you're out there trying to do, then why not? You know what I mean? Like that that's amazing that that app can, I guess, present so much opportunity for people, and and now you don't have to live in a big city like L. A. or New York to follow your dreams. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. And I just think that it's amazing.
1: During COVID, you were on unemployment. Most people
0: mm-hmm. were, unless
1: you were a healthcare worker. Um, or unless your job was deemed like necessary. People needed another way to make income. That's how all these small businesses started. First off, my one of my favorite like niches of TikTok is like people's like small businesses and watching mm-hmm. the progression of how they've grown uh since COVID started, but like over TikTok. And that's something that's interesting to me too, because not only can small businesses have a TikTok account film themselves, like packaging their orders, but now they're having two forms of lucrative income instead of one by just doing their small business. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, It's, it's crazy. And and so you go live a lot. I, I, I'm not, I don't really go live. I'll be honest. I've tried it a couple of times. I just don't have anything that like brings anybody's attention to my account as far as my live feed. I, I don't know what to do. I'm just sitting there kind of like, Hey guys, uh, how's, you know, and I just feel weird, but, <laughs> um, but you go live a lot. And so I'm curious. And, and as a woman, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of people saying obnoxious things and being completely rude. And, and I'm just wondering how, how do you deal with something like that? Like how, mentally you can say, yeah, I push it aside, but there's got to be more to it. Like it's got to, some things just probably stick to you.
1: Right? Well, I'll be honest. I have pretty thick skin from my divorce. I had a lot of
0: okay. pushed
1: into my ears and, um, like post divorce Mallory, like recently post divorce Mallory wouldn't have been able to handle that. Um, but I went on this whole, like actually like find yourself journey type thing through COVID and, Um, I actually started going live because I was really insecure about my naked skin. And I was like, well, you know what? Go live, start doing your makeup, um, and it will make you feel better about your skin. And it did. And in the beginning, I didn't have anyone like that. I just had people who were curious about makeup and wanting to, like, tap into my brain because I had 10 years of knowledge. And then, of course, eventually, they're like, "Uh uh-huh, blonde girl. And, like, you know, I've heard it all. But to be completely honest, I have such thick skin now. (laughs) And I say this all the time on my lives. I'm like, if you you think you're hurting my feelings, like, you're really not. Like, you're typing this on the screen. You're not even saying it to my face. Um, And normally what I do is I basically do a teaching moment and be like, see what this guy's doing right here? This is what we're not going to do. And this is what happens if you do it. And boom, blocked immediately. I don't put up with it. I really don't. But it also, like I said, doesn't really hurt my feelings. Like, I don't get off live and sit, you know, in bed at night and go, (laughs) they said this about me or they feel this way. You can like me. You don't have to like me. I don't care either way. You know?
0: Yeah. And I'm like that myself, but I, there's a lot of people that they can't handle it. You know, like it's, it, it's a mental thing and it takes such a toll on their, their mind, their self-confidence their you know, and it's, so I watch a bunch of lives and men, they don't get it as much as women. And I feel so bad for for women that have to sit there and, and people are talking about, you know, Oh, stand up. Oh, fit. Right. check or, Oh, you know, and it's just
1: one. I get a lot one that I, cause I will also make jokes with it. Um, one that people like the trend that people would drop in and say on people's lives is be like, Oh my gosh, I love your wig. And I'd be like, um, first off, that's fucking rude because these are thousand dollars. So in extensions, not a wig, get it. Correct. Um, I know one day, one day, because, you know, they'll film that. They'll screen record and, like, be getting people's reactions to saying those things. One day I'm going to see myself on one of those reaction videos. Because I just, (laughs) I, like, will make fun of it. Like, when it's stuff like that, but if it's, like, stuff that's inappropriate. I also am, like, that Drew girl who, like, puts men in their place. I screenshot everything. Every comment. (laughs) I have a folder on my phone. It's got almost a 1,000 photos in it. And it's not for anything other than the fact that it's, like, I have your username. I have what you said to me. We can play a game if you want, but I'm sure you don't want this heat. So,
0: <laughs> guys or girls, you can
1: Most like of that. the time, I, you can't tell. They don't have a profile picture. It's like user four nine seven eight one like three two. It's mm. like whatever. But the point is, is like I have gotten my live banned once for actually like speaking up and saying something like you know it's really fucked up that you're saying this, and then I get my live taken down for bullying and harassment. So if it ever happens again and t- TikTok tries to tell me that I'm bullying and harassing someone for standing up for myself, I've got a whole file's worth of knowledge to give them and be like, am I really bullying? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, I asked that question because me personally, I I would have never guessed that those were extensions. Like, <laughs> I, I, to me, it looks like normal hair. I'm like, That's how do they even point. know something like that? But I'm
1: so open <laughs> about it. Like, I'll literally be like, yep, look at it right here. Here's the West. Like, I don't. It doesn't, like, bug me. And that's another thing. I feel like a lot of people want this persona of this picture-perfect life on TikTok. And I'm like, I'll get wine drunk on TikTok Live and have a fucking lot of fun. I was talking football with about 120 guys last football Sunday when, um, uh, when
0: Kansas City in the bill. Well, yeah,
1: that one but when Tampa Bay got knocked out cuz I like Tom Brady person, oh, yeah. but I've been waiting for a while for him to retire. So, yeah, I was on live talking to a bunch of men and they're like this is actually cool. It's like, yeah, I grew up with two brothers and a dad who wanted his firstborn to be a son. So,
0: Oh well. Yeah, my wife right before we got on, my wife told me that uh, Tom Brady announced his retirement today. I did
1: see that in my boyfriend's yeah. time too. And here's the thing, I love Tom Brady. He's a great guy. He um I just mm-hmm. recently saw that he got this kid with like incurable brain cancer Super Bowl tickets, which again, great guy off the field, but I just can't stand watching him on the field anymore. I feel like he's too coddled.
0: Yeah, he's beat up my team too many times. So your team. I feel you. <laughs> Denver Broncos
1: okay I have family members who like the Broncos I'm obviously an Arizona Cardinals fan however my dad has been a fan of the Miami Dolphins since like before the perfect season of 72 so I also will keep my eye on them
0: yeah up until this year he's probably been disappointed for a very long time like, yeah They've but we still struggled. keep
1: getting a merch for his birthday, so <laughs> they better –
0: But that's a true fan, you know what I mean? If you stick to, with your team, whether they're good or bad, like you're a true fan. You're not – you know, I see all these people jumping on the, oh, now we're Kansas City Chiefs fans because they like Mahomes. And it's like – then you're not a true fan to whoever you rooted for before, you know what I mean? I like
1: Mahomes, but I I wanted the Cardinals to win. I was like, if it means that we got to destroy Mahomes, but – I I really hope the Cardinals get rid of Murray and I mean this in the best way possible. Um you can't be a quarterback in the NFL and crunch like that under pressure so easily. Yeah. You can't. And I agree. Um it's really hard to watch because we did so well in the beginning of the like the season and the last time we were in the playoffs, we lost I think to the Steelers and I was like in high school. I think I was a freshman in high school. So this was the first time in a very long time that we even made it that far. But the second he started losing, he can't. It's like he can't mentally see coming past that. Does that make sense?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you guys have JJ Watt, who I think deserves a Super Bowl opportunity. Oh, you know, I thought
1: Larry deserved a Super Bowl opportunity. I was pissed that he was around for so long and we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, football is kind of a passion of mine. We could probably sit here all day and talk oh, football. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> I I played football growing up before the boys got bigger than me. And I say the boys. I just mean like girls hit their spurt first. Um, And yeah. I wasn't playing football. Both my brothers played tackle football. My dad coached. I was a cheerleader at high school for football. Um, My brothers then went through the same high school I did. And my youngest brother played football. So very football-esque family.
0: That's awesome. Yeah go back a little bit. Um, I know you're on Instagram as well. Are you on other platforms?
1: So I really stick with, uh, TikTok and Instagram. I have a Facebook, but it's private. I keep like my, I really try to keep like what I put out. I also have like a private Instagram that is now cause I've had people find it. Um, which I mean is pretty easy, but I've had people find it. So I've had to put my like profile, like my private profile that I want for just friends and family on private. But I do have Instagram and I do use TikTok, but those are pretty much the only two that I'm like out there with. I do have a Twitter, but it's a uh, Taylor Swift fan account Twitter. So <laughs> hmm. it's not one that most people would want to follow.
0: With everything we were talking about, as far as TikTok goes with the negative comments, I'm curious, I, I see this a lot. Are you constantly asked about like uh, an OF page? You know, are you like...
1: I've only, believe it or not, which is actually surprising to me as well, I've only been asked about an OnlyFans page twice to my knowledge. Really.
0: Okay. Then that's good. I mean, I support anything anybody wants to do, but I don't think it's somebody's uh, right or responsibility to ask that question unless the person lets it out and, le- and lets it be known on their own. You know yeah. what I mean? Well,
1: to be completely honest, like, let's let's be honest here. Most people who have OnlyFans, it's on their link tree. You go to their right. TikTok page bio and you go to their link tree and it's like here's their face or here's their tw- uh twitter here's their instagram here's their only fans so i feel like it's something that a lot of people broadcast and i don't that maybe that's why no one asks me but yeah i've never really had anyone ask other than like okay and they did it politely okay. but you know not like <laughs> get me the only fans page like they are ask right. genuinely asking but yeah not really no
0: okay And so your opinion, what is your favorite part about being on TikTok?
1: Um, If you would have asked me before I started going live, I probably just would have said learning new things. It's very interesting the amount of stuff that I've learned off TikTok, whether it be cooking, whether it be stuff around the house, whether it be like um, I've seen like credit card, like ways to boost your credit and like all these array of things that i would have never googled myself Mm -hmm. but i also really enjoy going on tiktok live it's a way for me to like not talk to myself during the day and i really enjoy it because i grew up in a very chaotic household i have two younger brothers
0: my dad my
1: mom me we were a very loud household and now my boyfriend and i live in a three-bedroom two and a half bathroom house to ourselves and i like miss the chaos almost i miss the quiet like, right before we got on here, I was blasting, like, the early 2000s greatest hits and, like, dancing with my boyfriend because I just needed, like, a break of silence.
0: <laughs> well, if you guys ever uh, want some chaos, you're more than welcome to come stay with us. We have plenty of that over here. <laughs>
1: yeah, everyone with kids. When I when COVID first started, one of my best friends uh, who lived in Coronado, California um, – she had moved into an apartment complex like right before COVID kicked off with her two daughters and I actually spent a huge majority of COVID at her place helping her take care of the girls and not necessarily helping take care of the girls but she just needed someone else like strong. She's going through a divorce as well. She needed someone strong to rely on who'd gone through the same thing that she had been going through and that's actually how I met my boyfriend too was um, being with her throughout COVID.
0: Okay. What are your goals with TikTok? Like a a lot of people, you know, they want to get on there to be famous. Some people just want to get on there and have fun. But do you have something like, are you wanting something out of it at all? Or are you just kind of winging it right now?
1: So currently winging it, but Mm -hmm. I have thought about the future of my TikTok. I don't want to be, like, the next Addison Rae with, like, multi-millions of followers. I don't want to have to, like, go in my car to get a Baconator from Wendy's and have, like, people, like, wanting to take photos with me. I don't like that. Now, 18-year-old Mallory would have loved that. But, like, 26-year-old Mallory, no. Um, I would like to have, like, a few hundred thousand followers where it becomes, like, a small form of lucrative income. And then eventually um, I do kind of want to start, like, a podcast um, for women offering advice like relationship advice because I've gone through what I've gone through. I feel like I'm such a book of knowledge and I have so much stuff up here that I want to share with other people. And I just don't have a platform to do it yet. So that's kind of my mind. But for the most part, I'm just going to continue messing around.
0: Okay. Well, when you get ready to start that podcast, you know, I can help out with that as far as uh, how to get started and all that fun stuff. Because it, it, I literally researched it and prepared for this show for about a year. Like yeah. it, it took a long time.
1: I literally Googled once how to start a podcast. And then I read one article and was like, this sounds like a lot. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. whenever
0: you are, I could save you a lot of time if you're interested.
1: Perfect. Love, that. <laughs> Love learning from others.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit, I mean, uh, with your, your new relationship. So how long have you guys been together? If you're okay with talking about that.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, again, an open book. Um, I We've been together. Hmm. Let me backtrack. So hmm. my friend who moved into an apartment complex, she actually moved into the old apartment complex that my ex and I used to live in. And what's funny is I lived in that apartment complex for three years. And my boyfriend and I now, at the time, we were a building apart for three years. Never knew each other never saw each other, never ran into each other. Uh, We used the same set of grills, went to the pools at the same time. I never even saw him. Um, And then when my friend moved there uh, and I started staying there during COVID to like help her, it was back in May. I met my boyfriend. Everyone had kind of formed like everyone quarantined at their house by themselves. But at the end of the day, when you've got kids or you want to work out, they would kind of come together still kind of like uh, social distanced but everyone was quarantining at home then they started working out together and people started watching people's kids and people got breaks and we formed this very very close-knit bond um, the apartment complex name was Broadstone it's changed now but we used to call ourselves the Broadstone crew there was like 20 of us and I met my boyfriend there uh, but we did not start dating nor did we want to date necessarily necessarily until the end of summer like we kind of had like a summer fling where we were exclusive with each other but he's like i'm moving back to north carolina so i don't want to be in anything serious and i was like okay fine um i wanted to be in something serious and i definitely chased him his name is chase so i find that very funny but i chased i wasn't until he got off the plane in charlotte that i got the text that he's like so i don't know much about this long distance thing but i'm really really willing to figure it out and we dated long distance for six months before I moved out here.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. So, how long after your divorce was that?
1: Um, I was divorced officially for maybe two years. I'm trying to think of like when the paperwork went through. Maybe two and a half years. Um, and like, I it's a good thing I did not meet my boyfriend when I was like trying to figure my shit out then because I was an absolute like wreck. Fully, like, I talk about all the time I'm an open book, but I was, like, a full-functioning alcoholic. Like, I was, like, starting off my day with, like, a to-go cup of, like, wine, taking my dog for a walk. Like, I was an absolute mess. And it took a long time for me to, like, figure out, okay, well, you know, this isn't getting me anywhere. Um, So I started, like, spending the time of COVID because I was, like, a wreck for that year and a half, two years after my divorce. So when COVID hit, I was like, all right. You're, like, approaching, like, a quarter of a century old, and you need to stop acting like you're in high school. Like, figure it out. Let's wake up. So I started, like, doing COVID, or doing COVID, doing yoga during COVID. Um, I worked out with everyone from the Broadstone crew. I formed, like, really good friendships that I should have had during my divorce to help me go through, but I just didn't have friends at the time. So, you know, I completely just it was a big change for me. And I, again, will say I am 100% a different person than I was even two years ago.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. So it was about two, two and a half years before I really started, you know, wanting a relationship again. And a lot of people, and that's why I was curious about your answer, but a lot of people can literally get divorced and jump into something right away.
1: That's what Mike did, like he expected. So I started like going out and like clubbing with my girlfriends because I was never allowed to do that in my relationship. So he would always make comments like, wow, you bounced back fast. And it's like, no, actually like I didn't. I was one of the most undateable people for like two years. Like I would watch men in the clubs and in bars like prep themselves to like come up to me and they would get up to me and I'd be like, no, no. It's not worth the drink. I don't have the patience, no. Or like I, when I finally did kind of like stick my toe in the water to date, we would be sitting at like a restaurant or like do like on a walk or I don't know. Dating during COVID was hard. Um, And if I heard something and I'm like, yep, nope, doesn't work for my future. It was nice knowing you. Like, I just didn't want to waste time. So that's kind of, that's why I mean like I was very undateable. Like if there was just anything that I didn't think would work with what I saw my life outlined as, I would just be like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to waste your time or mine. So, you
0: know. When you look back at your previous marriage and how that relationship started and developed into what it was, do you notice similarities to getting back into that dating world? Or do you see a huge change because of the age difference from now compared to when you were?
1: Terrified to go back into dating because I dated my ex from the age of 17 on. I didn't know how to date as an adult. What? Like, now we can go on dates and, like, drink alcohol? What? No. I had no clue what I was doing. Um, I just knew what I wanted, like, in the future, and that's kind of how I, like, framed myself. I also, like, I don't know. One thing that was really, like, like, I said, okay, I need an older man. I need a man that's got his shit together. Because I need to get my shit together and I, would, I was like at the time seeing very casually like this 32 year old doctor. Man was so good looking but he knew it and it became like the, he became the most ugliest person I'd ever seen because of the condescendingness towards his like looks. I have this theory um, I had up until the point of dating my boyfriend and I call it the Mallory dating scale and I would give myself with every guy, a number between one and a hundred. I like to throw out the number 67 because it's an easy number for me to throw. Out. But I, if I envisioned the dating scale and I put my number of hotness as a 67, I would not date anyone above that number. And that was the like young condescending Mallory. Who's like, if I'm the hotter one, I have the control in the relationship. Like that was my mindset. And that was another thing that my therapist was like, um, yeah, that's not really like how you should um, be going about that. And so COVID was also the first time that I was like, all right, like, I'm not using dating apps, nor did I really ever. I tried a few times, but like I'm someone who firmly believes I would meet whoever I'm supposed to be with my soulmate very organically. And that's exactly what happened with my partner now. And it wasn't, it's so funny. I lucked out. I didn't really have to date much. I dated a few guys. Um, all of them were absolute train wrecks until I met my yeah. boyfriend now. So, and we worked incredibly well together. It's like a little bit terrifying.
0: And how did you base your, uh, your your dating scale? Was it strictly on looks, or did you base it off of looks and personality?
1: It was literally just looks. That's why I'm saying, like, it was like a toxic thing I did right out of my divorce. <laughs> Like, literally, if I had a piece of paper right here and you just draw a line, zero to 100, I'd put myself on this, and then I would give that man a number, and if it was hotter than me, nope, wouldn't do it. And if it was, like, too, too low underneath me, nope, wouldn't do it. And that's why my therapist was like, Mallory, like, you might find someone who has, like, a stellar personality. And it's so funny because once you... I feel like if you enjoy someone's personality and their presence, their looks to you are, like, off the scale. Like, I remember... I thought my boyfriend was hot before we started dating. I thought he was extremely attractive. He was in great shape. Um, but the man was so incredibly... He spoke so incredibly intelligently. I did think he was so much older than me. And come to find out, he's like a year and a half younger than me. But the oh, okay. was, he's just so intelligent. So his personality and like his brains really got me before... I, I don't want to say he got me before his looks did. Because his looks got me too. But those amplified everything
0: else i didn't have a scale necessarily but like you're attracted to who you're attracted to you know and so i also would look at a girl and be like oh she's beautiful and i want to talk to her and if we went on dates but like as soon as they did something that you're not necessarily like prone to like for me and i'm open about this i i could not ever date a smoker Uh, that's that's just and that's just how I am, but, and nothing against smokers, that's just, I I grew up with my parents smoking, so the smell has always just made me kind of nauseous, and I think I've kissed one person in my life that smoked, and it was like the worst kiss I've ever had, you know, (laughs) so, and, and and like I said, nothing against smokers, but that's just my, my taste, and if they do something that you don't necessarily like or don't agree with
1: you don't see your f- aligning with
0: well yeah that attraction that i initially that i initially liked goes way down you know so I, I was just curious on how you uh i guess really leveled your scale after meeting somebody like did you still use that scale as far as no that's that uh,
1: like the initial like what do they look like yeah. the like the pettiness of it but um I'm trying to find examples. So, like, I dated a guy uh, for a decent amount of time when I was still in San Diego, and then we kind of long distance while I was in Phoenix. And basically, that was so unhealthy for me, but, like, it was the first relationship out of my divorce, and I chased the shit out of it because I was almost nervous that this was going to be the only, like, relationship that I would get after my divorce because I had it pounded in my head that no one would want to date me after being a 22-year-old woman who's divorced. So um, I let a relationship drag on for way longer than it should have because in my mind, that's all I thought that I deserved. And that was another thing, another mindset I had to change with COVID. And then during COVID, um, there was a guy that I saw like loosely. And um, one of the big things for me is like, I got to laugh. You got to keep me laughing. And you also got to like, a keep me interested, not even keep me interested and that kind of sounds petty, but like, um, there were just times where it's like, okay, we've gone on the same coffee date, like three times now. And you've talked about the same thing three times now. Is there something else you do other than eating chicken rice and working out? Like, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. You got bored. Yeah. I mean, that happens, you know, and that is so interesting to me. I'm going to tell you right now. I have never thought about it this way. I, okay, so you said you were 22 when you got divorced, correct?
1: Uh, when it, so I lived a separated life before divorce finally went through. So 22 was separated. 23 was when paperwork came out. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So 22 when it, it really all started, but you just, you mentioned how you didn't think somebody would want you because you had been married before.
1: So I didn't mean that. I had him constantly telling me that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, So I was 30 when I got divorced and I had three children and I was like, there is no way I'm going to be like, nobody's going to want, not only now I'm out of my twenties, but I have three kids who a lot of people might consider baggage and they're my life. Like I'm going to put them first before whoever I end up with. Yeah. I never, I guess in my mind, I'm always like, man, you know, I love my kids to death, but I almost wish that I could have had my same kids with the person that I'm spending the rest of my life with and not have to go through a divorce because I was scared that what they were going to go through. And, and I was scared that I was never going to really find another relationship with someone that would care enough, not only for me, but more importantly, my kids. So, I, I mean, I, so that's crazy to me to hear even someone younger than I was and who doesn't have kids still had that same fear.
1: Yeah, well, one thing that I'm going to say is you'll attract the right person. For example, if someone finds out that you have kids and that doesn't align up with them or they think your kids are baggage, you don't want to be with that person anyways. Like, fuck that. You want to have to constantly be trying to, like, tell them what your self-worth is instead of them knowing automatically, you know, you want to find the person that's like, damn, you have three kids. Look at how well behaved they are. You're such a great father. You raised them so well. Like, you know what I mean? That's the kind of people that you want to attract.
0: Yeah, no. And I agree with that. But when you're in a mental state of, holy shit, my world just crashed around me, you know, that you don't have that mindset of, oh, someone will accept them. It's, it's. you're so devastated already that you're like, okay, nobody's going to want me. And I agree with you now. Like I totally have that mindset. And with my wife, that's how it was. Like we finally, it took me forever to introduce her to my kids, but I always talked about them. I didn't want to be that person that had a woman in and out of their life again. You know, they had already been through enough. So I waited, I wanted to make sure that this relationship was going to go somewhere before I introduced her to my children, but when I finally did, I saw exactly what you were describing. Like she was so accepting. She she absolutely loved my kids from the get-go, and, and it was just it was the perfect scenario, you mm-hmm. know? So I think I don't know, I I was just curious on and really surprised to hear your Your fear of that as well.
1: Well, when someone is like whispering in your ear constantly something, eventually, if you're in a bad state, which I was, you just start to believe anything that you hear. Or like people will be like, oh, you must feel so lost and alone. And the next thing you know, you're like, shit, I do kind of feel lost and alone. And I feel like a lot of the things that people were saying to me during this time of going through that divorce... I took in and was like, yeah, no, I must feel that way because you said, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know. Not only that, but, like, I didn't have a lot of close people to, like, communicate with during my divorce. So, I basically, it was just me and the person I was divorcing. And so, it was me in my own head and then me and him when he was home. Um, So, yeah, when I got out of that, I was like, dude... I better figure out how to live single because no one's going to want this baggage.
0: Yeah, and that's so wrong. I, that's the worst thing is when somebody's so manipulative and and so discouraging when they're already in a relationship that they may not even want, but they have to try and put someone else down or make them believe they're not good anymore or good enough for anybody else just to make themselves feel better. I think that's that's like the worst kind of human that you could be in my well I
1: will say like now that we are divorced we are pretty amicable like it's it's just Mm -hmm. that change that no one tells you about from 18 to 22 really just punched us both in the face and you know the second we separated you know yeah he doesn't want to know about like me and my boyfriend but like you know we have this dog that we got together and every now and again like he'd be like hey send me a picture of Aya and I'd be like okay like you know amicable but this that didn't happen until that separation happened um and again like i had had like i had the world's highest confidence i should not have had the confidence level i did in high school um and then i was in this situation during covid where i was like having to rebuild that confidence back like i just had no confidence none
0: hmm. yeah well I'm i'm extremely happy that you're now in a a really good relationship and you're happy. I mean, a lot of people, it takes so long to find that, but I'm excited for you that you have gotten to the point you are and in a great relationship. And I, I hope, uh, that continues and everything works out for you guys. Well, I'm
1: happy for you too. We both came out of our divorces better than ever. So
0: yes, yes. I couldn't be happier. And and to be honest, you don't realize how bad of a situation you're in until, you're out of that situation and find yourself in a better. And situation.
1: When you look back, you like know. whoa! <laughs> wow. Yes,
0: one hundred percent. So I have, uh, I have some basic questions. It's called a fast okay. round. So first off, what is your favorite movie and your favorite TV show?
1: Shit. Okay, so my favorite movie would either have to be Tangled by Disney, um, or I really, really love Hacksaw Ridge. Well, I've never seen. It's that. got Andrew Garfield in it. It's incredible. Hmm. I've co- watched it in a amount of times.
0: Okay. And how about a TV show?
1: A uh, TV show I really liked Lucifer on Netflix. Hmm. Um, and I currently haven't found one yet. I also liked Game of Thrones. And I'm currently watching Attack on Titan, which is an anime. And I really like that.
0: Okay. What is your favorite restaurant?
1: Um, it is a restaurant in Phoenix, Arizona. It is called Arrowhead Grill. It's a steakhouse. They have my favorite wine ever. That any restaurant ever sells. <laughs>
0: okay, and uh, how about your favorite pizza topping?
1: Cheese. I like it plain.
0: You are the second person this week that has told me cheese, it, that's crazy.
1: Like I'll eat it with pepperoni, but like I prefer like extra cheese. Okay,
0: and then um, what is your most used emoji?
1: The cat crying face. Mm. Okay. The other you know, one, I'd like the cat one.
0: Okay. Yeah. And now that we're in 2022, what is one thing that you want more than anything to accomplish by the end of this year?
1: Um I'm actually really trying to still become a better partner for my boyfriend. I feel like we have a great relationship, but we still also have things that we could improve on, or at least I can improve on. So that's been my main focus for like the last month is, do I really want to continue sitting and ask him to get me a water, get up while he's sitting, or do I just want to do it myself? You know, I have lazy tendencies and I just want to become a better partner in that aspect.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's a great answer. <laughs> and so finally, uh, my last question I have for you is, who is your favorite TikTok creator?
1: I feel like it goes in and out. Um, I'm trying to think of someone off the head because, or off the top of my head, it's not anyone big. I, I, who is it? Oh my gosh! Now I'm blanking. Um, she does the videos on British royalty all the time. I can't remember her name, mm-hmm. but I find her voice like so soothing. She talks about she knows like she's American, but she knows British royalty better than anyone I've ever seen on TikTok. And I'm always interested in the British royals. And she like deep dives into like the family tree and all that stuff.
0: Okay. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know who that is, but it sounds interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, she's kind of smaller. My favorite creators are not like Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio. It's cool to see their videos, but they're not people who I constantly want to see every single day. I agree. Like, And again, my favorite TikTok creators kind of change too. I feel like it depends on like what moods I'm in. Like there's another girl, she's got like brown hair. I think it's like Eve or Evie or something like that. And she has the softest voice and she like goes into the woods and like drinks miso soup. And she's got like front bangs and like a really pretty like perfect skin. And I watch her stuff and I'm like, I could literally fall asleep to the sound of this woman's voice right now.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Mallory, it's been so much fun talking to you and how we even went from TikTok to talking about our past relationships. It almost was like a therapy session and it's been great. And I thank you so much for wanting to come on the show and have a conversation with me.
1: Oh my gosh. It's been so much fun. I had such a blast.
0: (laughs) Did I meet all your expectations for a first time podcaster?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I am never nervous with stuff like this because I love public speaking. But yeah, it was a blast. Like I just had fun. It's fun to have finally done it. It's something I can check off my like bucket list.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I honestly, I, I tell my guests like I'm, I have big plans and everybody that wants to come on the show. I definitely want to especially the ones that were interesting with me and great conversation I want to have back on, you know, in a year or so and just kind of catch up and see what they're doing now. And We have each other's contact info so we could stay in touch. And I just thank you again. Absolutely. All right. Well, you have a good evening and we will talk soon.
1: Sounds good.
0: All right. Thank you.
1: Bye. Talking.
0: (laughs) Tick talking. (laughs) Tick talking with Kevin Hughes. There you have it, folks. Therapy session with Mallory. (laughs) I needed that. I'm telling you. Talking about football. And someone who has something in common as far as, you know, how they felt after a crazy divorce and there were so many similarities to her and I, and I just had a great conversation and had fun. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I know I did. I will have another fantastic guest for you next week and I thank all of you as always for coming in and listening to the show. I love you guys. I will see you next week. And if I don't talk to you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye now.